Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Can't complain. You can find my man Graham on social media, Twitter at Russell Rant. Again, great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided, Daily DDT. Uh, we are joined by a great friend of ours, Mr. Brian H. Waters, podcast producer from the Ringo Wrestling. Uh, he's on all social media platforms at Brian H. Waters. BH, my man, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me again. No problem, man. I see this is like this is like a once a week kind of thing. We had, we had a good time last <laughs> week. We vibed out. Graham wasn't here doing some family stuff. We get it. But now we now we have you on all three together. So now let's rock out. All right. Yeah, sounds sir. good. <laughs> so there are a few things, a few things I do want to bring up. But I think most importantly, um, you know, we keep seeing this bloodline storyline keep going and climbing that ladder, giving us what we want to see on on on, on TV. And as we prepare for WrestleMania, um, we're at the point where we are going to have Roman and Cody Rhodes for the world title at WrestleMania, and you start seeing the plot thicken. Where you know we we, we are thinking we, we're going to get the Usos and KO and Sammy for the tag titles at Mania, but KO was still not giving in to Sami Zayn, and we just never knew where Jay Uso stood until last night on Monday Night Raw. Um, he comes out. He, we we thought he wasn't going to side with his his brother Jimmy. He hugs Sami Zayn, and we think everything is kumbaya. And obviously, fellas, if you know wrestling, you're like, yeah, Jay Uso is going to fucking kick Sami Zayn anytime soon. And lo and behold, bam, with the Jordan ones, Jay Uso uh, knocks out Sami Zayn, and now you have the Usos realigned together. We saw Cody come out very late, but now. Uh, I start with you, Grant. We we've been on the show for weeks now. Like, is Sammy gonna? Uh, it, was Jay Uso gonna make Sammy Zayn lose to Roman or vice versa uh, stuff like that? Like now, the storyline is here. Yeah. Um, do you agree of how they went went about it? Did were you surprised of how this whole thing unfolded last night on Raw? Yeah, I'm, the only thing I, that surprised me, like you said, as soon as you saw Jay kind of walk away a little bit from Sammy and was within like kicking distance, you kind of knew what was coming. It didn't take away from it at all. I thought it was perfectly executed. I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job with it. The only thing about it that surprised me was the fact that they didn't do it on SmackDown. Now, I'm actually kind of glad they did it on Raw because it's, it feels like the last couple of months they've saved all the good stuff for SmackDown. I'm glad they did it on Raw just to kind of give Raw a little love. The only reason I'm surprised they didn't do it on SmackDown is because this week they're doing that whole storyline with Jay and Roman. Will Roman be able to get Jay back in the bloodline side? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm curious how that kind of factors in and how that pans out. But no, I thought the angle was great. I was one of those people going into Elimination Chamber where I thought they should do it on that show because you would get the maximum amount of heat for Jay Uso, you know, costing Sami Zayn the championship. I'm glad they didn't do that and they've gotten like three or four more formal weeks of TV out of it. So I thought the way they did it was smart. And we still have yet to see because I was thinking, oh, as soon as they're beating up Sammy, out comes Kevin Owens to save the day. They actually haven't even done that yet. So they got a couple bullets in the chamber. They still got that one to go uh, to set up the tag team title match for WrestleMania. Just makes the most sense. So, um, yeah, no, I thought the whole angle was great. And I'm looking forward to that inevitable tag team match at WrestleMania, which I think a case can absolutely be made for a headlining night one. So I mentioned two things before I let Brian go. Um, Cody Rhodes coming out to save Sami Zayn. Uh, there wasn't Kevin Owens. Um, obviously, KO would just, he had a little argument with Sami Zayn earlier, so I didn't really expect him to come out. But did you expect Cody Rhodes to come out? I thought they were going to go off the air with them just beating up Sami Zayn, but then Cody Rhodes comes out, and then they they cut her off right quick. Wait, did you did you really want that to, for Cody to come out at that, at that point? 
Yeah, well, I was I was expecting Owens, and I'm glad they didn't do that because yeah. it's going to mean more when they do it either, you know, on Friday or next week on Raw. I mean, we have four weeks till Mania, so it's fine if they wait a little bit longer. Um, yeah. No, I was not expecting Cody. I was fine with that though because it makes sense because he is feuding with the Bloodline. Well, not really the Bloodline. He's more more so feuding with Roman Reigns. So you have that connection. But I think he could play as other people have said online, play an integral part in getting Owens and Zayn back on the same page. Uh, kind of because there was a shot. I don't know what part of the show it was from, but I saw it on Twitter after the fact. I missed it initially where you see Cody talking to Kevin Owens backstage. Like he's got to convince these two. You guys got to put your shit aside for the betterment of this bloodline stuff, because as a unit, we're the only ones that can take this group down. We can't do it individually. I can't do it alone. If you guys mm-hmm. can take care of the Usos, I can take care of Roman, blah, blah, blah. So we need to see that segment. I, w- I don't know if I would do like a six man before Mania. I think you should save Owens and Zane teaming until Mania itself. But right. um, yeah, I-, I was surprised by the Cody thing, but I thought it was a nice twist to show that Cody does care about the rest of the bloodline and does care about Owens and Sammy and not just himself in the championship. So I actually thought that was well done. So Graham, you wasn't here last week, and this is where I opened the floor for, for Brian. We, uh, we were going down the card, and he said verbatim that – the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens Usos potential matchup is not the match he wants to see. So now Brian, after seeing last night, seeing what happened with Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, officially he's aligned with Jimmy Uso. Has it changed your mind about wanting to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos at WrestleMania? No. I honestly <laughs> when I looked at it last night, it made me want to see just Jay versus Sammy. I think that is a strong enough story. We've been calling Jay Uso main event Jay. Shout out to Corey Graves for over a year now. It doesn't have to necessarily close the show, but it will be a prominent match on this WrestleMania card. That's the match I want to see. Like, yeah, I understand Jimmy's place, but I would love to see Kevin Owens just, if anything, come out and help. And then they have their kumbaya moment at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I guess I don't want to see them win the tag titles. Um, I really don't want to see the bloodline break up. I, for obvious reasons, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm invested. <laughs> I still think they got legs on this. But I would right. just want to see Sammy versus Jay because the emotions that's into this, he was the one that didn't trust him. Then he was the one that took a beating. He was the one that was heartbroken. So to me, it only makes sense for them to have their one-on-one match and it'd be the climax of WrestleMania. I mean that does make sense. I, I I would I would love to see Sammy and Jay. I think maybe they get the tag titles off of them at Mania, and then obviously I there, there's no reason why they won't go to Sami Zayn and Jay Uso afterwards, like for SummerSlam or some shit like that. So I, again, this bloodline thing's been going on for a year and a half, two years now. Uh, uh, Graham Brian wants Roman Reigns to be world champion for like forever, and obviously <laughs> it's it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Put the ones up, but. You know, all signs point towards, you know, Cody winning against Roman at Mania. All signs point towards Sammy and KO knocking out the Uso. Now, I'll be shocked if, like, if one of those matches don't go the proper way. Um, could you, uh, Graham, could you see a possibility where the Usos retain or even, or even Roman Reigns retaining at WrestleMania? I think there's a far bigger chance Roman retains than the Usos. If they do the tag team title match, and like Brian said, honestly, there is a very big chance we still get Sammy and Jay Uso. And that honestly, the thing with that is that, because I've seen a lot of people say that as well, I don't have an issue with that either, honestly. Like, this story has been so fucking good for so long now that you could probably do two or three different potential matches. Like, you could even do, 
I wouldn't do this necessarily, but you could even do a six man with like Owen Zane and then like a returning, I don't know, fucking like Randy Orton or something. If he was cleared in time, because his last beef when we last saw him on TV was with the bloodline. So you could even do something like that with the Usos and Solo, because Solo, as it stands mm-hmm. right now, in either situation that we're discussing, does not have a match of Mania, which is fine. He doesn't have to wrestle, but do you want to have him in the ring? You could do that. So there's a couple different options. Um, but no, I think Roman retaining is actually quite likely. I'm not going to say it will happen. I don't, I don't even know if I want it to happen just because my whole thing is the Roman Reigns run has been incredible, but I just don't know if he retains who you have beat him. I mean, I guess it could be Cody in a rematch, but I just, I don't, I think that would kind of ruin the moment at Mania. Um, I don't know if it would be as hot as it would be at WrestleMania. If there's someone else right now that makes sense to beat Roman Reigns for the next six months. And I'm just ready for two titles again and stuff like that. I don't think we could do that. I, I would rather have Roman get beat as undisputed champion personally until, and then from there you could do the two titles thing. So that's just me. I do think Roman should lose and that it is Cody's time. Um, but I honestly understand the argument from a lot of people. Cody, maybe not, not, not ready, but like the story isn't hot enough or whatever. If they wanted mm-hmm. to wait, cause you know, there was a report at one point when Vince was still in charge that they wanted Roman to have like this Bruno San Martino run. I mean, by next year, he's going to have four years. He's already closing in on three. So, I mean, it really isn't that far-fetched. I've been saying for months that it's very likely he retains. I think there's a scenario where that could happen. I would just find it hard to believe that they close out three manias in a row with Roman Reigns retaining. Um, I don't know if they would want to do that. So, I'm honestly, I think Cody has to win, but I could see an argument being made for why Roman should retain, though. Brian, are you a fan of um, two titles still, the Universal World title, or do you feel like they should consolidate both into one because obviously you know i've seen i forgot what show the part of bump what cody Rhodes said that you know his dream would be having you know the world title but the old school wing winged ingle belt now does, does that belt ever come back we don't know uh but it, w- it wouldn't surprise me because when he was intercontinental champion he brought back the old school ic title mm-hmm. uh, are you a fan of the two belts or do you feel like we're at a time where you know i think we can go back to the one belt and if they go back to the one belt is the belt that Cody would want to bring back. I'm a fan of two belts. And I think that, so the whole idea with my understanding, just from a marketing standpoint is when you have the WWE championship, right? And mm-hmm. if you place this right here on at the Super Bowl, you yeah, see exactly. when Patrick Mahomes with that, you see that big old WWE sign. So yeah. I think yes. if you do two belts, Cody can have his dream, bring back the winged Eagle. Um, because, you know, if you place the winged eagle out there, we know it, but everybody else doesn't. So you hand everybody a universal title and they go in and, you know, they're the champion, whatever, whatever. Because nobody's reading the part where it says world heavyweight champion. So mm-hmm. you can hand them the universal title so you can kind of do two things in one. And I, the, the winged eagle is one of them, you know, tied for my favorite belt. So I'm obviously a fan of that. And I think it would look incredible on Cody. It would give me like the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels vibes. So. Yeah. I would love to see that happen. I would honestly love to see a scenario where, and I understand what Graham is saying, well, you know, whoever beats Roman lose beats both belt beats him for both belts. But I would love to see a scenario where it was two out of three falls, one fall for the WWE, one for the universal title. Um, hmm. You know, I, I doubt they do that, but I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. So how many years has it been for you? Uh, universal championship, at least what? Seven, right? Seven Oh, that's a good question. Um, WrestleMania 33 was the first year where it was defended when Goldberg, uh, when Brock beat Goldberg. So we're at, we're, we're at the six, seven year mark uh, mm-hmm. of the universal title. Um, I mean, well, for would... me, 
Go ahead. Go, I was going to say, were you there, Randy? Because I was at that. It was SummerSlam 2016. The only reason I remember that was because people shit all over that title, and rightfully so because the design was not good. But when Mick Foley unveiled that Universal title belt, I know I saw you at TakeOver the night before. It was in Brooklyn. Were mm-hmm. you at SummerSlam I, too or no? I went to the SummerSlam where Brock made events it with Randy Orton. I, I yeah, so that's the same was. show. Yeah. Uh, 2016? Yeah, it was 2016. So you were there and too. That, <laughs> and that was that was Seth and um Finn? Yeah, it was Seth and Finn. Yeah, but no one remembers the match because everyone was talking about the design being so unimaginable. <laughs> but you know, and then Finn got hurt. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just had to bring that up. Um I I, I want to ask, do you think Universal title is here to stay, or do you think it's ran its course? Because you know, let be I'm I'm old school. Like if you I'm talking about the main world championship, the lineage from all all long time ago, keep that belt. You know, the universal title, I get why, because there's two brands. It's neither SmackDown champion, neither Raw champion. But it's like, if you go away from the from the universal title, I'm kind of cool with that. Are you cool with that? Or you feel like it still has lineage to it? Brian. It's, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I think it has lineage, especially what Roman is doing with it. So I think that's the reason why you keep it, because you want it in the history books for a while. You know what I mean? Um. The World Heavyweight Championship, it speaks for itself just because of, you know, owning WCW, obviously being a former WCW title. Um, so I think now you're establishing the universal title. So I don't think it goes defunct. Um, and then, like I said, with Roman Reigns, your biggest star, um, you can make an argument um, for Roman being the next Mr. WrestleMania. Um, you know, even early on, he probably wasn't putting on the greatest matches, but he was leaving, you know, he's left out of his main event at WrestleMania's over and yeah. over again. And now this, this run has just been incredible. So I think you keep the universal title. Mm-hmm. Graham, I read somewhere that uh, Rikishi, a Hall of Famer, uh, he said he want, he would like to be involved in his bloodline storyline somehow, some way. Um, do you feel that we need a Rikishi? Do you feel like it's... And if, even if he does get involved, it's like, what what do you have him do? Again, you're four weeks away from Mania. Do we need that? And so what would you like him to see him do? I think it honestly could be as simple as just doing the segment that they originally advertised for Raw 30 mm-hmm. a couple of months ago and then just yeah. doing it before Mania. That whole, you know, uh, acknowledgement ceremony for Roman Reigns, it got scrapped mm-hmm. because they did something else with Sami instead, which was incredible. I'm actually kind of mm-hmm. glad they went in a different direction with that. The whole trial of Sami Zayn was one of the best Raw segments I've seen probably ever, yeah. to be honest. Um, does the build need him? No, they don't need Rikishi. I mean, the only the key members of the storyline are everyone that's already on TV, but it would be cool because we haven't seen... I think there may have been one or two segments ever in WWE TV where Rikishi interacted with his kids. I think they danced one time like 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if we've seen them interact on the show since. Not that we need a reminder that they're related. I mean, we all know they're related, but um, it would be cool. You can bring in everyone else they were going to bring in for the last one. It just didn't work out. I think there were some like scheduling conflicts and maybe a health issue for one of the older members of the NOI family. I'm not sure. Um, I think it'd be cool, though. I've always wanted to see Rikishi get involved. You know, people have always said, oh, you know, Naomi's obviously related to Jimmy. That would be pretty, that would be a major development too. I don't know what her status is. I know she then was advertised for, or is advertised for WrestleCon. So I don't even know if she's actually mm-hmm. with the company right now. But regardless, maybe that could happen down the road. Uh, with mm-hmm. Rikishi, it would be cool to see. I don't think it needs to happen, but it would be a nice little layer to the storyline. Uh, I don't know if you would be a heel or not. I don't know if Kevin Owens is going to lay him out or whatever. I'm not sure if they would right. do that, but I wouldn't mind to see that at all. Mm. 
before I move on from the uh, from the bloodline, uh, it's probably a weird question because you can go with many different answers. Uh, Brian, if I had to ask you, who's been like? It might be obvious because I know you, I know you love Roman, but who's who's been like the MVP of this bloodline story? Is it Roman? Is it Jey Uso? Is it Sami Zayn? Like who's been like like the guy for you to make you feel invested in this storyline? Is it Paul Heyman? I don't know. You tell me. Man, so it's it really could be all of them when you think about it, right? Even Jay, even Jimmy Uso, when you look at how he didn't immediately conform, how he, while hurt, got out there and sided with his brother to, you know, kind of protect him. And so, but if anything, I'm going to go with Jay because to me, we got to see him really gain his individuality. Mm -hmm. Before Total Divas, you really couldn't tell the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. Then it was always, well, there's Jay also. But we really got to see him and he became main event Jay Uso, cutting his hair, having his. Di- uh-huh. Huh. And with them, you can tell the difference because one is <laughs> I think he's, my he's complexion, good now. the other one's light skin. Yeah. But you see their personalities uh-huh. and they're two different people, but they're always the side. And I always said my cousin Christian is Jay Uso and Christopher is Jimmy. So mm-hmm. I'm Roman, of course, even though they're right. three three months older than me, it was vice versa. But, you know, just seeing that twin dynamic, but also that individuality. If you even look at Raw, where one had on the black shirt, the other one had on the red shirt, one had on one set of joints, the other had a different color wave or a different yeah. set. It was so many different nuances. So, but uh, I would definitely say for me, it's Jey Uso, who's the main event. Graham, so, who's your MVP of the bloodline, the storyline? I completely agree with Brian. It's got to be Jey Uso again. I mean, like like Brian said, I think you can make an argument for almost everyone um, collectively and individually, including, like you could say, Sammy as well. I mean, the Sammy stuff, for as great as it's been, though, it's only been nine or ten months, and that's been the bar- the best part of the Bloodline saga, um, arguably. But, I mean, the storyline goes back to 2020. And who does the storyline start with, aside from Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, I guess? Jey Uso. I mean, Jey the Uso. role that he's played in and out um, – I mean, even up until a couple days ago, if they were, I, I still expect them to do the tag team title match. I didn't know if Jey Uso would go heel full fledged or not. I thought there was a chance that maybe he, and maybe he will stay conflicted. We really don't know. Um, I still think the end game, whether it be at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Mania, where they don't align with Roman and they help him retain or they do or whatever, we got to get Jay and Roman again. And I think. We got to have Jay beat Roman. I don't know if it's at SummerSlam or Mania next year or whatever, because he lost to him twice. He was forced uh-huh. to fall in line. It wasn't, you know, he didn't willingly do that. He eventually did, but he was still conflicted. It's just because he sees himself in Sami Zayn. For as great as the Sami, the Sami Zayn storyline has been, it's because Jay Uso was once in that spot a couple of years ago. So I, I got to go Jay as well. He's really come into his own, like Brian said. It's, in, it's incredible because at one point, like maybe – eight or nine years ago, um, Jay was hurt. And I think Jimmy was on the show by himself. And he was kind of the one that we saw in total diva showing more personality and whatnot. Yeah. And Jay was kind of like the other brother, but now I don't even want to say it's been flipped because Jimmy's been great in the storyline as well. But the main event, Jay Uso stuff is really exceeded all expectations. The idea mm-hmm. of a Jay and Roman, <clears throat> you know, rivalry a couple of years ago would have been comical and not even a couple. Cause that's when this whole thing started, but like five years ago, but they've really bought into the idea, have me buying the idea of the Usos as single stars. Maybe not 
you know, separated, like having them feud with each other, but having Jay as like the intercontinental champion or something at some point, I could totally see that. And this storyline convinced me that because they're that good. They're just that fantastic for a team that's been around for over a decade too, which is extra impressive. So Brian, if, if, and when Roman Reigns loses at WrestleMania, um, me and Grant spoke about it. Like, does Roman go like <laughs> on a six month uh, vacation? Does he take time off? And it's like, what do you do to, to bring it back? Is there dissension between the bloodline? Does Jay or Sokol become the top guy and they, they, they're still doing their thing? Or do you feel like if and when Roman loses, now you start to get a Roman jay uso kind of kind of few like uh, how what do you do with roman reigns basically at the wrestlemania if he loses the, the title he's got to go on a tear and we talked about this on the wrestling round he's got to go on a tear so if you want to if he wants to go on vacation mm-hmm. right he still has to do something so drastic and we know adam pierce isn't hesitant to throw out a suspension but he's got to wreck everything i mean i'm mm-hmm. talking about commentary boost we've seen how he would get upset and then he like calmed himself down and told um, Jimmy and Solo, "Look, man, I'm so sorry. I reacted. It's some steaks and sushi. He's <laughs> got to go to another level, mm-hmm. and um, that's the way I see it. But or keep him around, and he does feud with his family and get them back in order, you know. And then, you know, because I mean, let's be real. Like he's kind of, I'm not gonna say he's on vacation now, but he's not doing what he was doing before. You know what I mean? He's not wrestling every week, every house show. So I don't think he necessarily needs to go on a vacation and be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he could still, you know, kind of keep the same schedule. Uh, or maybe he, some, you know, just shows up every week to TV until he gets his belt back. Hmm. Well, that man's been world champion for damn near three years. So a vacation is is needed for Mr. M- Mr. Rain. So if he wants to go off and go to Hawaii or wherever for six months, let the man so because he's been holding down the fort for quite some time so he still got some time nah i'm saying you you, you wanted to be champ forever bro my man my man needs a break needs a break (laughs) (laughs) um well, uh, real quick, so uh, we saw John Cena return on, on Raw, did the promo with Austin Theory. So to add to WrestleMania, uh, we have John Cena and Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Also, the Usos and Sammy and KO, not official yet, but we're going that direction. Damage Control and Trish, Lita, and Becky in a six-woman uh, tag team match all for WrestleMania. So seeing Cena, um, you know, it's always a good time seeing John Cena there and doing his promo. And I think the promo last night got a lot of people on social media, like not upset, just like, like, damn, like he really ripped a new whatever into Austin theory. Like, damn, what's the, are we, are we talking more backstage right in front of the camera? Like, is that how he or people really feel about Austin theory? Like he's not the guy and this and this and that. Like, I don't know what it, it could have been, but people were like, yo, I, I love this John Cena. It's like, he's really going after him, making, because it, it was reminiscent of him and Roman Reigns years ago of how, like, he didn't see Roman as a guy. He, he you know, he, he got to step up. And obviously you see Roman Reigns now, big difference. So what did you make, Graham, start with you. What did you make of this John, the, the, the John Cena promo last night on Austin Theory? I'm going to be honest. So I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact. And I was curious what the online reception would be because, and I ended up finding out, in my opinion, it actually is probably in the minority on this one. I actually, so the segment itself was very good. What I did not like at all, and maybe just because I see a lot of like the future in theory and not being the guy or whatever, but I see a lot of potential in him, I think. 
I did not like that at all. To be completely honest with you, I did not like the fact that he come. He, it was a fucking verbal, verbal burial. Essentially, is what it was. And if you don't like theory, I think a lot of people would like that. That's fine. Uh, overhyped, overrated. I totally understand that. I just didn't like it because it wasn't even like. I don't know. He literally said that people don't care about the guy. And I'm not saying Cena's wrong. And I think that's part of the problem. He pointed out everything that might or if it is indeed true about theory, saying that people don't care about him. They pipe in crowd noise. Theory didn't really have much of a chance to get anything back. And if he did talk, it wasn't, you know, he made one crack at him and that was about it. Beyond that, this was all Cena. And I understand the idea. You want to basically bury theory with this promo and then have him beat Cena. There's no way. I don't think there's any way that Cena beats theory at this point. At that point, he might no. as well just call it a day and leave and go somewhere else. There's no <laughs> chance that he loses after that. But right. my problem specifically with the promo was not just the promo itself. The one line where Cena said, you beat me. Or, I'm sorry. You lose to me. You lose everything. You beat me. And you lose everything. Because you come out the night after Mania and then in front of the post WrestleMania most post WrestleMania crowd, excuse me, and they'll eat you up. It's like, all right, from that, from what he said, at least the way I interpreted it, was that he said even if he beats Cena, nothing is gained. So like what's even the point of doing the match at that point? I don't know. I just I'm definitely in the minority on this. I did not like that at all. I mean, Cena can always lose to him and theory can get some back. I don't know if you'll ever recover from this it reminds me of like the carrying cross adam cole thing a couple years ago where adam cole was like completely shooting on carrion and again he wasn't even wrong but like he buried him so deep that people still hold that over carrying to this day like you're not special Mm -hmm. and again he's not wrong but it's kind of it's interesting when they point out the elephant in the room so that was my take on it i guess i mean i think i i know theory is gonna win at at mania and john is listen john's a professional he's gonna Listen, I'm telling you right now, he's probably going to shake his fucking hand after the match, and that's the rub he's going to give Austin Theory. And I, I get this is selling a match, and it's WrestleMania. You got three weeks to sell it, because you may not see Cena until WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'll pop out again. Um, but I, me, I like Theory. I like, I like the, I like, I've always been a fan of the weird heels. Like, I, I've always been like that. So, uh, Brian, Cena promo last night, Raw, what'd you think? And, are you excited for John Cena, Austin Theory, WrestleMania, U.S. title match? Talk to me. Oh, man, I'm actually excited about this. But see, this is why I've been a fan of Graham for so long. Uh, like, man, he pointed out a lot of stuff. And I'm like, ouch. But, you know, what also didn't help for me, I just literally, an hour before Raw, had watched the Rivals um, A&E series with mm-hmm. John Cena and The Rock. So it was deja vu. Like, I don't think I would have had the same thought. Like, what I thought was he was pushing Austin Theory to the limit, like the same way he did with Roman. And it's like, okay, kid, can you come hang with me? Now, what I'm interested to see is how does Theory bounce back next week and the following week? I can understand, you know, he got hit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you come back and you dish it back out. And that's the way I'm at with that one because when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's a nuke. (laughs) And, and and then when you thought he was done, he kept pouring more and then more. What did what did theory do to deserve Facts. all this? So, but I do think he'll bounce back. I think it was one of them lessons where it's like you're in the big leagues, you're you're cool, but can you hang mm-hmm. with the best? You know, and, and people talk about. <laughs> I got a lot of heat for this online because I questioned was CM Punk that good mm-hmm. on the mic, um, or was it just a pipe bomb? When it comes to John Cena, John Cena's yeah, that good exactly. on the mic. And we saw him do that 
with The Rock. We saw him do, you know. So now, how does theory bounce back? That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in seeing. Uh, I know you got to run in a few. I'm going to throw a few quick things and then one major question. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldberg wants a retirement match. Does any of you guys want to see Goldberg back for one more match? And if so, who should be the guy in Goldberg's final match? Because I did see that we know Big E's a big Goldberg fan. And it potentially could be a Big E Goldberg, not saying this year or whatever, but do y'all, do, do y'all want to see Goldberg in the retirement match? Yes or no? Sure. Why not? You know, this is when he comes out there, he, the interest mm-hmm. is cool. And seeing that you can see he really cares about the business as opposed to it being a payday. Seems like he's been doing business. and But I think I'm with what you just said, Big E, right? If it's anybody... Let me get the match with him and Big E. Big E can have a match. He do the, you know, he do the honors and put Big E. All right, Graham. I know, I know you love you some Goldberg. No, but, to me. So, like, honestly, like all joking aside, I actually do like Goldberg. And again, and I'm, I'm like Brian. I'm actually I appreciate that you said that. Like, he's done the honors. You can tell that he enjoys it. And from the few times I've talked to Goldberg, he seems like he actually enjoys coming back and doing this sort of shit. And it's mm-hmm. not like he's winning every match. He's actually lost a lot more than people remember in the last couple of years. A lot of the matches just haven't been good uh, for whatever reason. I mean, a lot of that falls on him. The guy's 50-something years old, 55, 56, whatever. Um, my, so the question was, am I interested in it? Not really. Would I be okay with it? Yes. The mm. big headline was over the last mm. week, this is a different question. Does WWE owe him a retirement match? For that, I say absolutely right, not. Right. They don't owe him shit. They don't owe him anything. So that's right. my thing. Because he went out with Roman. Roman beat him in two minutes. I'm thinking, okay, that's a good swan song. You put over the new guy. The match was what it needed to be, whatever. I don't think Goldberg's going to go out there and have this great competitive 10-minute match at this point. And that's not what he's going to do. That's never what the Goldberg character was about. Like his squash over Dolph a couple of years ago was perfect. I'm thinking this is a perfect yeah. way to go out. And then he came back. And then he came back again. I mean, they're offering him a shit ton of money. I can't even say I blame him. But it's like, I don't know. I thought the Brock match at Mania years ago, like six ma- six years ago, was perfect. Short and sweet sprint. He's not putting over the young guy in Brock. But, you know, I thought it was perfect for what it was. At this point, if he is going to come back for one more match, I don't know if they would build it up as a retirement match or what. Like you guys said, Big E would make the most sense. He is. I've literally never seen anyone want a match with Goldberg more than fucking Big E. And this guy just got dropped on his head. This guy just got dropped on his head and broke his neck. Exactly. Come back and face yeah. Goldberg. I give him a lot of fucking respect for that. If that wasn't in the cards, and I think it should be because it makes the most sense. Um, the other the other name I would throw out there is Braun Breaker, just because he knows him. Goldberg has spoke very highly of him before. He is familiar with the Steiner history from WCW. Uh, I'm not saying Breaker's at that point yet where he's going to get called up in two months and beat Goldberg, but maybe in like a year or so, of Breakers. I mean, he's in NXT right now, so just an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that would have to be like a four. Do you think he could get Breaker over? <laughs> I don't know if you'd get Breaker over. I mean, there's a lot more that would have to go into getting Breaker over than just beating Goldberg. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I think Breaker has a yeah. lot. I like, I really like Breaker, but it's not like he would beat Goldberg and then all of a sudden he's ready for like Roman Reigns. Like, I don't want to see them rush Breaker. They right. would really have to take their time with him because he's not ready for that yet. But that's another match I'd be fine with. It just that probably wouldn't happen for a while. And if Goldberg was to have a retirement match in the next year, I think Biggie would be a better person for that spot because he's already ready, obviously, and he could beat him. And he would really, I think he would really benefit if they capitalized off that win for him. Mm. Uh, B, my last question to you, uh, circling back to John Cena and the promo. Um, I thought about it last night, this morning. Um, 
you know, it was it, it was a cool promo. Obviously, not not his greatest, but I think you know when he's out there trying to push Theory into becoming the next star, um, it mm-hmm. it one hundred percent resembled the promo with Roman Reigns back in twenty seventeen. Um, I'm not saying give all the credit to John Cena for the the Roman Reigns turnaround, but I think that had a very integral part into the Roman Reigns that, that you see today. Um, do you credit how much credit how much credit do you give John Cena in lighting that fire into Roman Reigns? We're, we're talking 2016, 2017, whatever it was, still with the, the shield gimmick and everything, and just kind of turning that character around and where do you put where do you rank that John Cena promo of all time I'm gonna be honest with you I don't give him that much credit for it Mm. only because Roman had if anything I give credit to the office for maybe seeing like okay this Roman isn't working Uh, and the reason why I say this because when you watch this WWE Evil series you learn that he wasn't comfortable doing that. He just wanted to be Joe turned up. And uh, if anything, you credit the pandemic because it gave them time to slow down because we know what happens. The pandemic doesn't happen. Roman Reigns is going to be Goldberg at WrestleMania. And then he's going to continue being the big dog, right? Maybe somewhere down the line, there's a seamless transition. Maybe Paul Heyman comes and wakes him up and reminds him of his lineage. We don't know. But the pandemic allowed him to literally hit the pause button and say and create a new character. So if anything, I credit the office, but I don't really credit John Cena because it was so far and few in between and so much other things had happened to and for Roman Reigns. But, um, you know, I definitely that was one of his maybe top five promos, you know, and it's like, wow. John really went in there and buried two members of the Anawai family, you know, or the Samoan family, the Samoan yeah. dynasty. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just watching WrestleMania Nine, and I was looking at of course, you were. And, <laughs> of course you were, of course you were, and it's like I, I was like, wow, I really don't. And this will sound blasphemy. I don't mean no disrespect, but the child in me, because I always watched it with child, child like I always think of Yokozuna. Knees, which really we know he doesn't, but because the way the presentation was, but I'm like, man, imagine how this story, this story would have been if, if you know Rodiana White was mm-hmm. around, right? Grand final word. What do you think about um what I said about the credit John Cena uh should get in uh kind of beginning the the spark for the, the new Roman Reigns character, even though it was three years ahead of his time? And where do you rank that John Cena promo with Roman Reigns? No, I, I completely agree with Brian. I think it falls more on because Roman's always wanted to do the heel stuff. They just wouldn't allow him to do it. And then finally pulling that trigger in, in 2020 and saying, hey, we'll give you that chance. Because like Brian said, without the pandemic, because at least if it didn't work during COVID, it's like you can immediately just turn it back into what he was <clears throat> previously because they didn't have crowds. So it didn't really matter. But um, yeah, that's Cena promo from 2017. It's an all-time Roman, like, uh, Cena exchange. Because <laughs> same thing, Roman tried to get <laughs> he tried to get some in on, on Cena, but it just it didn't work. Um, I don't think Roman was ready for that yet. Like, you know, he just, his mic skills, Roman's one of the best talkers in the company at this point. The way he, facial expressions, delivery, everything. At that point, he just wasn't ready for that. Um, Roman did beat him at that pay-per-view. 
But the mm. thing that the, the biggest thing that people I've seen in the last 12 hours since that raw segment aired, Oh, it happened to Roman reigns and Roman reigns was fine. But Roman was a made guy at that point. Roman had like multiple world titles. He yeah. beat the undertaker and mania theory has done not nothing, but he's not nearly at that level yet. So I, yeah. It's it's a lot. He's not bulletproof like the way that Roman was back in 2017, which is why I'm more skeptical. I think he will be okay though. Um, I don't know if Cena takes a lot of. He can give Cena a little bit of the credit because he put over Roman when he didn't really need to. And I think that was Cena's actually full. His that was his last match of his last full time run of the company in 2017. So mm. he wanted to do that. It was at a fucking No Mercy show. It wasn't at SummerSlam. It wasn't at WrestleMania. He came out. No he mercy. came back for No Mercy and lost <laughs> to Roman Reigns, which says a lot. So that's um, when No Mercy meant something. Yes, it did. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, No Mercy meant something like 20 years ago. It was the end of the No Mercy run. But I agree. But uh, yeah. No, I I would agree with Brian though in the sense that. I don't know if he was ready at that point with Roman Reigns to be taken to that next level, you know, by hanging with Cena and whatnot, but it really did light that fire underneath him to really improve without that Cena promo. I think he still would have been good anyway. Uh, He may not have been as good as quickly as he was for Roman Reigns. Had he not been really verbally eviscerated by John Cena? I hope the same thing happens to theory. Like Brian said, can he rise that level to that occasion? Mm -hmm. I hope he can. I can't say that he will. Well, he's not Roman Reigns. Theory is not a Roman Reigns. So, Time will tell, but uh, yeah, yeah. you should take and a little bit of credit. Real quick, I know if Roman could do that thing all over again, I know he would because a man forgot his lines. Yes, he yes, he did. Lines yeah. in the middle of the ring on live TV, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and Cena picked up on it too. Cena picked up on no, it. Like, Cena's oh. a pro. Yeah, I'm like, wow. He already is going at him. Then you forget your line. They go, I listen. I mean, if Roman could do that all over again, I know he would do that shit a hundred times over. But um, Brian H. Waters, podcast producer from the Ring of Wrestling, you can find him on uh, all social media platforms at Brian H. Waters. Graham Matthews, Wrestle Rant on Twitter for Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, Daily DDT. Gentlemen, thank you, and I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Thank you, man. All right, Josh, take it easy. You too. All right. All right.